Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 72 of Stands and Fits presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Fitzy, you want to go back to school? Uh, maybe eventually, yeah. If I do, I would definitely take advantage of the professional MBA program. Well, you should because it is considered the best business opportunity, best MBA program in Des Moines. So if you're going to try and go to somewhere uh, and get your master's in business, Mm -hmm. there's no better place than the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. So it's killing two birds with one stone. I get to stay in Iowa State, you know, in school and going to Iowa State like I did for my undergrad. And it's the best in Des Moines. Exactly. Whoa. It was really loud in my ears. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. You, if you're going to do something like that, then you want to make sure that you get the best that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's nothing better than the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. You can check, get out more information about them, www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. So, there you go. Make sure and check that out. And then also, as always, recording in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. Uh, right now, Carl Chevrolet, they have a, a new program exclusive to Carl Chevrolet and Carl Chevrolet Stewart, where if you're trading in your vehicle, and you are looking for a pre-owned vehicle that is not on their lot, they will go and find that vehicle for you. They'll do an interview with you. They'll figure out everything that that you want, and then they're going to do everything they can to be able to get that vehicle back to you within 10 days. So make sure and get down there and check that out right now at Carl Chevrolet, Carl Chevrolet Stewart. You can check them out at carlchevrolet.com, carlchevroletstewart.com, exit 90 at the Rock in Ankeny, and in Stewart out in West Des Moines. I'll also remind people, it's, we're getting a little late for the fireworks, beer, fireworks, America shirts. Uh, but if you want to have one, I think we're going to c- continue selling them after the 4th of July. It's never too early to get yours for next year. Exactly. Yeah. If you, or if you just really love America. Yeah. Maybe you can wear uh, it 24 seven. I was going to say, maybe Mike could get it for you in time, uh, in time for the, uh, world cup final on Sunday, but oh, I'm yeah. thinking that that probably wouldn't happen either. You know, if you, if you bought seven shirts, you could just wear one shirt per week and just keep a constant cycle. One, per, of those shirts. one shirt per day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. One, per, one shirt per day. Or you could buy 365 of them. Yeah. And just wear one and just day. have one for each day. That's true. That's Be- also a great idea because right then you show one, you're supporting Cyclone Fanatic Two, you show how much you support Cyclone Fanatic and three, you're supporting America. Mm-hmm. How much better could it be? I, I would think that Chris would be down for sending whoever bought 365 shirts some really special, you know, coupons. I was going to say, I think we <laughs> could figure out a way to really take care of them. Exactly. We would also have some serious concerns as to... Their mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing okay, sir? <laughs> or ma'am? Yeah, like include a handwritten note. Are you okay? Yes. We're here for you. <laughs> uh, teamcloset.com slash cyclonefanatic. You can find all those. Uh, that shirt... All the other shirts that we've done. I think we have some other shirts that are going to be coming here down the pike in like the next couple of weeks. Are they football related with football season coming? Well, yeah, there is the football shirt that I think has been kicked around, has been kicked around, has been getting a lot of a lot of uh, play in the uh, Cyclone Fanatic Slack group. I think we're also going to have some more just like basic shirts mm-hmm. that are got just all, the Cyclone all, Fanatic logo on them. All year round kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Not Nothing that's, uh, you know, you look at it and it's like, man, I need this for when we play West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's like, no, you, you can wear this on a Tuesday 
or a, a Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, at seven o'clock in the morning, like when we're recording this podcast. Yeah, man. I also tell people, uh, as always, if you want to support Cyclone Fanatic, you can log on to the site right on the right side of the homepage. It'll say become a patron. And, you know, if you want to give a little mo- uh, money every month to our Patreon account, uh, that helps us with our server fees. It helps us with, you know, Jay Jordan, having him write for the site. It helps us have Fitzy's mailbag, which I know sucks most of the time, but <laughs> we keep it going anyway. Hey, those 10 people who read it, they're really happy. I'm just saying. <laughs> they really enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. They And they click it a couple times just yeah. to make sure that you really get your get your due. That's right. Uh, now you can log on and, and give to our Patreon account. It's easy. It's uh, secure. And it's one of those things that, uh, you don't, it doesn't matter how much you give, you know, it doesn't have to be $500. I mean, if you wanted to give $500, we would obviously be pleased with that. But if you also just wanted to give $1 every month, I think that is an option. So you could do that, mm-hmm. which would mean you would give $12 for the entire month. I mean, if you think about it, that's, and that's about what you get paid. So, yeah. And if you, if you, or t- for the entire year, think about it in the yearly total and like you could be paying for something else online and you know if you love cycling fanatic then there's probably nothing else you could put your money better towards right you could be on there you know paying for mm, who knows what you know Pornhub or something <laughs> well you really went there didn't you well I'm just thinking like the, I, I would like to think that cycling fanatic is exponentially more productive than that yes uh definitely okay let's move on yeah um so yeah why why are you so uncomfortable man uh i just was not expecting you to break out the Pornhub reference at 7 a.m on a wednesday i'm feeling squirrely at 7 a.m all right yeah well yeah we're recording 7 a.m and i apologize last week we were off because of me Uh, i was actually moving into my new house so if you were expecting stands and fits to come across your podcast feed uh it was not because of me so i apologize yeah but we're all moved in now. What the hell, man? Yeah. So we got everything moved in and we're feeling, you know, better than we were a week ago. So about a week ago. Uh, all right. Where are we going to start today? Um, we can talk about, uh, either Tyrese with FIBA, or we can talk about NBA draft since that happened while we were, uh, off for a while. I'm tired of talking about the NBA draft. Let's talk about Tyrese. All right. I think they're playing in the round of 16 right now. Yes, and that's coming today, isn't it? Yeah, I was just no, like I think they're literally playing right oh, now. Oh, are they? Yeah, here. I know they played at 8 a.m. Tuesday. Here, I can look it up. USA Basketball. Yesterday he didn't have a great scoring game, but he still Yeah, he had zero points. Made the uh, box score with a few assists and rebounds, I believe. Oh, they already won. Oh, did they? 116 to 66 over Latvia. So, have, so the United States into the round of eight. Do you have the, the U19 um, FIBA World Cup box score handy? See how Tyrese did this this game? I don't. Okay. I uh, just have the results from 17 minutes ago. Gotcha. Looks like uh, he had less than 16 points because they had three guys listed and okay. they had 17, 17, and 16. We can only assume. None of them are Tyrese. We can only assume he had 20 points or 20 rebounds and 20 assists. Yeah. Dude, he's been awesome, though. He has. He had that one game where I think he went like eight eight for nine from the field or something like that. Yeah, he was seven for seven in the first half with 19 points. Yeah. And then he had like eight assists and five rebounds, mm-hmm. five steals. I turned. I think that was a game that I turned on. And he immediately got back-to-back steals to start the second half of the game. I was watching yesterday's game at, like in my second window at work. And it just looked like he he seems more like he's in the flow of the game a lot better than a lot of those other guys on the team. Yeah. Their offense sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, you that yesterday. You were commenting in our Slack that uh it's a, it's a 
classic Bruce Weber team. Right. They can defend. They get a lot of steals, but they cannot. They yeah. can't. They can't score very well. And I well. don't think it's necessarily Bruce Weber's fault too. I think a lot of those you know high school guys, it, it's an adjustment to yeah. you know, play at this kind of level. Well, and they're so much better than most of the teams that they play. Yeah. That it really doesn't matter if you if you ever play like in a rec league team and you've gone against a really bad team it's almost it's it's an adjustment in itself to play against bad teams yeah exactly yeah they they just look like they always know they can turn it on and -hmm. kick the crap out of whoever they've got to play against yeah and then they kind of play with their food if they need you know for a while right exactly yeah i mean i think that they'll probably win the gold medal I'd yeah. be surprised. I don't know who else is good in that thing, but so then regarding Tyrese, do you? I've seen him pop up on a few uh, NBA scout radars here because of the FIBA yeah. experience. Do you foresee him potentially leaving after his sophomore season? I think he'll have a good chance to. Mm-hmm. He, I've seen. I mean, some of the mock drafts, which it's like it's a year away from the draft. Yeah, but a lot of the mock drafts have him in the top twenty-five or so. Yep. So kind of where they were projecting Taylor Horton Tucker to go prior to the draft. Yeah, yeah, but Taylor also wasn't even in this range like at mm-hmm. this time last year. No, he was off everyone's radars as far right. as NBA was concerned. This is like where Lindell was at this time last year. Yep. So cross your fingers that Tyrese doesn't blow out an ankle or something. Why'd you have to say that? Yeah, yeah knock on wood. This isn't wood. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, Find some wood here. This is yeah. The 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 tables uh tables uh the legs legs. Yeah, I was thinking it's it's seven a.m. again. Come on, give me some break. You got coffee there. I do. What is that? It's cold brew. I've mentioned cold brew on Stands of Fist before. Whatever. You wouldn't like it, so. No, I don't want that. Nope. It looks disgusting. It looks delicious. It looks like it Dr. Pepper. It does, actually. It just needs a little bit more fizzy bubbles than it would. But, anywho, um, so guys are playing the NBA Summer League right now, too. Guys are playing in the Summer League. That starts on Friday. The well, Vegas League does. Yeah, the Vegas League. Because the other one, it's the Utah League that's going right now. Utah and California League are both going. That's right. So, Naz is playing at this moment. Yeah. Um, There's only like four teams that play. I don't know why they even do those. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a waste of time. I see he saw, or Naz led the Cavs Summer League team with like 17 points yesterday or something like that. Did he? Yep. Yeah, I saw he had 16 on Monday, I think. Yep. So, he's been pretty uh, consistent. Yeah. Which is good. Um. Do you think he has a chance to get a two-way contract with them? I would think so. He'll get a contract with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem when he played on Monday was I think he had 16 points, five rebounds, eight, of, eight assists, and like six turnovers. turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's the problem. And I was like, I was going through this line, and I'm like, damn, man, he played pretty well. Two steals, and then I, I looked, and I was like, oh, shoo. So he had, had the ball a lot, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I watched a little bit of that game. I didn't watch last night, but mm-hmm. uh, no, he's he'll get a deal with somebody. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, the big news for Cyclone basketball this past week has been Matt Thomas got signed to a deal with the Raptors, right? Which I think isn't like if you thought about Matt Thomas coming yeah. out, um, I think a lot of people kind of thought that he could become like a sniper type in the NBA if yeah. if the right team gave him a chance. But I think. After he played a couple years in Europe, I think everyone kind of assumed that that dream was gone. Uh, at least I did personally. And then to see him get signed now, I think that was a little bit surprising personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, it's not because he's such a great shooter. I knew he had a two-year contract. Uh, I knew he had a two-year contract that he had to play through before he could ch- uh, come back, I think. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, once he got... 
once he got done with that. I kind of figured that he might come back and play. I figured he'd come back and play the summer league at least. Yep. And so I would just I would assume that since he because he played in one of the better leagues in Spain, didn't he? Yeah, he's in. If not the best. So excuse me. Uh, for yeah, he's in Liga A. For him to shoot so well and play so well over there, I guess it kind of. It's, you figure it's probably on a lot of NBA scouts' radars. Right. Well, and I think Sam Vicente from the Athletics said, uh, you know, called him one of the best shooters in the world. Mm-hmm. Which you can't really argue. No, I mean, he shot almost 50% from three. Yeah. This past season. So, he'll he'll carve out himself. That makes me think that Danny Green's not going to go back to the Toronto Raptors. Because he was only on a one-year deal, wasn't he? Danny Green. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know he's a free agent. Okay. I mean, he, he got traded there from yeah. as part of the uh, quad deal. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, but the fact that they went and signed Matt makes me think that he probably isn't going back. So another topic that kind of leads into NBA free agency. So what do you give me? Give me your brief rundown of what's gone on so far. Like what? What do you think was the most surprising thing, and what do you think was the um, thing that you were most a fan of as an NBA fan? Most surprising thing. Uh, D-low to the to the Warriors. Yeah, that probably is is the one because I, I that seemed like it was way off the radar. Mm-hmm. I I honestly don't even think that they. I think that that was just a move that the Warriors made because they're like we cannot lose Kevin Durant for nothing. Yeah, you know. No, and two, you, if you're if you're the Warriors, you I think Steph Curry is your your franchise guy, and he's only got so many more years left of being you know in prime Steph mode. So I would think that you got to gun for as many titles as you can. Well, I don't think it's even that because. Man, I don't think that they fit that well together. Yeah. Man, D'Angelo Russell really needs the basketball in yeah, his hands. Yeah, he's ball dominant you know? for sure. Uh, but I think I think that they look at it as like, we'll give this a try. Yeah. We have at least until Clay comes back to test it out where we need some scoring, mm-hmm. take some pressure off Steph. If it doesn't work out, we'll just trade him in February. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. and get something for him. But at the end of the day, you know you're going to get something for what you – I mean, you weren't getting, you were gonna get nothing for Kevin Durant, yeah. you know. Uh, and so then, you, uh, I also was kind of surprised that they traded Andre Iguodala, but I mean, they had to do that to get D'Lo, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they had to do that. Yeah, I, I think that Andre might have not made some very many friends with his little press tour that he went on oh, really? last week. Yeah, I, I didn't he, hear about that. Oh yeah, he was he because he had a book come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it about his life in on the Warriors? Yeah, like I think that? it's called Sixth Man. I saw it uh, in Barnes and Noble the other day when I was in there. I thought about getting it, but. I'd, <laughs> it's the Warriors. Well, no, I actually think that it'd probably be a really interesting book. But I'd, no, I I saw it and I was like, I was already in line. Yeah. And it was on a table. I was like, do I get out of line to go and grab the book? No, I don't give up that that valuable spot in line. Exactly. I had to get my Phil Steele. Right. Uh, so so nice. I, I uh, but he was out there telling stories about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson. Talking about Mark Jackson, how he thinks that Mark Jackson's been blackballed from the league. Oh, yeah. Because of his religious yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, like I said, I don't think Andre did a very good job of making himself any friends yeah. here over the last several weeks. And, too, he, I mean, he's, what, getting close to mid-30s at this point, too? Oh, yeah. His career doesn't have much more no. time left. So, I mean... If, but still, that was, I mean, that was cold yeah. to see him trade him like that. And I mean, at the same time, though, if you're, if you're strictly thinking business for the Warriors, it's a good time to get to get it out the door oh yeah kind of reboot a little bit yeah yeah i mean i think that they yeah that was the the d'angelo russell thing was surprising to me uh what else has been surprising um so what have you thought about what the sixers have done 
Uh, I think that they've done about as good as they could have. Because they brought in Al Horford, didn't they? Yeah, I've got some serious concerns about what – got a whole lot of dudes who can't shoot the basketball. <laughs> yeah. It's like – I mean, Josh Richardson can shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. But one, their lineup is going to be huge. Embiid's like 7'2". Simmons is 6'9". Al Horford's 6'9", 6'10". Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias Harris is like 6'8". Mm-hmm. And I think Josh Smith is – or Josh Richardson's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. They're about to have like the tallest starting lineup in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And not a single one of them can shoot the ball. So they're going to get a ton of rebounds and put up a ton of shots, but not make very many of those well, shots. Well, yeah, that's that was the only thing. I just don't know how Horford and – I mean, Horford can shoot a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know how Horford and Embiid fit together. Yeah. Uh, they should have went and got Matt Thomas. That's what they should have done. They do kind of need that shooter. I was surprised that Jimmy Butler ended up going to the Heat. Yeah. That, that was, that was, was kind of out of the field. Yeah, that was kind of out of nowhere. I think that that just goes to show Jimmy Butler just wants to go be Jimmy Butler somewhere. Exactly. I don't think he – he talks about how he wants to win and all this stuff. It's all BS. Then why'd you go to Miami, bro? Yeah. Like, There's you, no one else down there right, right now. You guys really. aren't going to be any good. Uh, I mean, they got rid of Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. He's going to Portland. They were wanting to get rid of Goran Dragic, but he's back there now, isn't he? Yeah, because they – I'm sure that would be a fun – environment to walk back into yeah it's lovely. like uh, the team that tried to trade you. right you were literally traded and then, and then <laughs> you weren't <laughs> then Denver, dallas is like nah we're good yeah we don't want him yeah but you know honestly i i, I thought the the um trade to dallas kind of made sense to me because dallas is kind of like the european team of the league you know yeah with after dirk now you got uh luca and Porzingis. yeah 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 that team will be funny, I think. So then how do you think the – obviously the big story is KD going to the Nets yeah. and then Kyrie as well. How do you think that team is going to be once uh, KD gets healthy? Uh, I mean, I think they'll probably be one of the – they'll probably be the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. We just don't know because we don't know how what KD is going to be like when he comes back. Yeah. I am interested to see what the that locker room is going to be like. Yeah. I think it will be good for like a year. And then, because uh, uh, Ky- Kyrie and Katie have been both been in their fair share of drama over the years. Yeah, Kyrie's a weird dude. Mm-hmm. From it's like uh, I, w- I was reading a thing where he was talking about they were talking about how he would walk into Celtics practice and would walk in at like seven thirty in the morning into film mm-hmm. and would sit down with Brad Stevens and he would be like just like wouldn't say anything. Brad <laughs> Stevens would say, "How are you today, Kyrie?" And Kyrie, Kyrie would respond with like, what do you think government is? How do you view government? And it's like things like that. So he's just kind of like completely in his own little world. Yeah. I think he just like lives in his own little world and mm. is like kind of in his own little bubble. Yeah. And then he plays basketball Outside. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas Kevin Durant's kind of, I think. All basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll work out. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the story that came out that he was mad that he had to play second fiddle to like Steph Curry. That, I, I don't know how much different that's. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be a little different just because he's yeah. better than Kyrie. But the fact that he's not going to play this year yeah, definitely not, doesn't really help him like there. Kyrie kind of established his own footprint there before Kevin comes in next year. Right. But I thought that was interesting, too, because, I mean, I can't, I can't say, you know, I don't expect that from KD, but at the same time, you would think that he would realize, oh, Steph is like their homegrown talent, and he's right. been there before KD came in. Yeah, I don't know what he was really expecting out no, of that. that I was, don't if he thought that he was going to come in and be the man, then that's just he, and that's man, pretty ignorant. Thing. What do you think of the Warriors retiring his jersey? 
already. I think that that's a... Uh, it's, it seems weird to me. That's a please don't sue us move. It, c- it could be. I think it absolutely is. And it, it might be the kind of thing where, you know, after after Katie retires, th- they'll, be, they'll be mentioned as the only team that really cared about me. Yeah. Because they retired his jersey so fast or something. Oh, Oklahoma City will tr- retire his number after a while. Well, yeah. Eventually. But not, like, now. Well, no. Well, have they – they're not actually, like, going to hang it from the rafters or anything like that. Like, mm. they're not – I think they're just saying, like, no one's going to wear 35. Which is essentially a jersey retirement. They'll retire it eventually. Yeah. And, like, they'll actually, like, hang it up in the rafters and everything. Yeah. Because they'll put all those guys up Well, there. yeah, I'm sure they won't put it up while he's still playing. No. Because he'll probably come through there as an opponent eventually. Yeah. Well, he'll come through at least once a year yeah. with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That – like I said, I think that that was a – they're still trying to cover their ass, I think. <laughs> I mean, the way that they tried to do the sign and trade, where they're going to sign him to the max, super, like to the max deal, mm-hmm. so that they could get him the most money, it'd be like an extra fifty-seven million. Yeah. And he was just like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to Brooklyn, bro." Man, I mean, once you once you get up there in that high of money, it's all the same, really. Yeah, I, just, I think that they're like I said. I think that they're trying to trying to cover their asses. Yep. They know that they're in. That they there was some <laughs> malpractice there, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, the big one now is uh, waiting for Kawhi. Yes. There was a, a rumor swirling a little bit that he had already decided on the Lakers, but I think that was kind of debunked a little bit. No, I think that he probably has. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, I... The nice thing I know about, that I know that Woj and all them haven't tweeted about it, but the nice thing about this uh, round of free agency so far, I think, has been that guys have kind of gone different places. Like yeah, the teams that have been traditionally powers, they aren't necessarily as strong anymore, and it's kind of the wealth is kind of spread out a little bit. But if Kyrie, Kyrie were to go to the Lakers, then I think that would kind of throw everything Kawhi. off again. Sorry, Ky- Kawhi. Too many K names, man. Yeah, There's Kawhi, so Kevin, Kyrie. Yeah, Chris Stapps. Yep. Even Chris Middleton. Kavon. On a lesser level. Yeah. yeah. There's, man, there's a lot of K names in the NBA. But, okay, how, do you, how would you see uh, Kawhi, LeBron, and AD all fitting together? Do you think that would be an okay marriage? I have no idea. Probably. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'd be fine. I mean, when you've got three of the, like, five best players in the world, I think you can usually make it work. Uh, four of the best. Four of the five best with Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Boy, and J.R. Smith. Forgot about him. Oh, is he on the Lakers now? Well, he's going to be. Man, man. So that's gonna when, once he signs, everyone's gonna post that picture of LeBron in the playoffs, like yeah, you know, with his hands off the side, yelling at Jr. Yeah, but that's like the last time we saw Jr. Too. Yeah, he's basically just been underground. I think. <laughs> oh, I think he's been exiled from the league, courtesy of LeBron. Yeah, that's why I, th- I saw that they were trying to bring him back, and I was like, what? <laughs> why? I figured that was a, a severed relationship. Right. They got Troy Daniels. The Lakers did big moves. Mm. Troy Daniels. I mean, it's kind of kind of funny because from here on out, all the all the Lakers moves are going to be like these no name guys, or you know, relatively yeah. you know low level guys. I was to say I've heard of Troy Daniels. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Troy Daniels. Don't you speak ill will on you, Troy Daniels? You know name. what I mean. You know what I mean. Like the guys they can get to minimum contracts. They need to bring in like Anthony Morrow. They just need to get shooters. Just guys that when yeah. when you played uh, when you played like two K thirteen and you would start your my team. Yeah. They would always be in the starter packs. Yeah. You'd get Troy Daniels, Anthony Morrow, uh, Perry Jones, and just yeah. like a bunch of random guys like that yeah. that uh, were all, you know, like 65 overalls and stuff like LeBron that. LeBron just needs to bring back Mike Miller is what he needs to do. 
I think Mike is uh, doing pretty well for himself dropping the bag down in Memphis. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he's one of Penny's assistants. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. He's the one that's like the lead recruiter for everybody. So he's the one making all the deals. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mike's mm. the one with all the money. I gotcha. He's the bag man. Okay. That's how you, you want to know how they're getting the top five recruiting class, right? Because Mike Miller. Number one recruiting class. Yeah, they got Mike Miller. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure Penny's not hurting for any money <laughs> yeah. either. But no, exactly. Yeah, I think I think that they've got plenty of money down there. Yeah. Uh, no, but Mike, I don't think Mike needs to come back. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen, they need to drag Ray Allen's ass back out of retirement. I'm sure Ray Allen probably still puts up a, like a 500 shots a day. Oh, I was just going to say 500, 5,000, bro. <laughs> yeah. That man is in the gym at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. Waiting for the right opportunity. I'm sure he hasn't he hasn't slept since he, he retired. So didn't I think he wrote a book, didn't he? I'm sure. Well, I'm sh- yeah, I think all those guys do. Everyone who played for that Celtics team, I'm sure, has written a book at some point. If, no. I would know if KG had written a book. Mm. I would have read that, baby. All right. I listened to him on a podcast. Yeah. He, is, he might be the most interesting man in the world. I mean, he's just so ultra hyper competitive. Yeah. And I'm, assume, I'm assuming that's kind of part of what you would heard on the podcast well they were talking about he was telling this story about uh a time when austin rivers because doc was the coach of the celtics at that time mm. where i mean it's like paul pierce and kendrick perkins and uh, uh tony allen mm. like i think tony allen was the one that was with him because it's like a grizzlies podcast but i heard that kevin Durant was on it so i was like oh, okay yeah. i'm gonna listen to this actually tony allen's super funny too he tells some really funny stories is he yeah uh yeah, I listen to this Grizzlies podcast way more than I <laughs> care to admit. Uh, but no, Kevin Durant, or Kevin Garnett is talking about how Austin Rivers was in there and they were playing like King of the Hill, which or King of the Court. Do you know what that is? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's like basically like one on one where you like someone comes out and you, oh yeah, yeah, you play until you lose essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Austin Rivers like. KG got done lifting and he came out, shoes untied, all this stuff. And like Austin Rivers was out busting people, dude, like NBA players. Austin Rivers was like a junior in high school. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, uh, KG came out and Austin Rivers like challenged him to a game of one-on-one. Oh no. And KG saying something about, he's like, I'm a dragon. He's talking about how he's a dragon. He's like, <laughs> I got my shoes untied. He's like, I'm just walking out here, a junior in high school. He's like, I think he's like, I'm a, I'm a dragon. He kept saying that he was a dragon. And yeah. I'm just like, what? I don't even understand. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and uh, I guess the first time, like, Austin Rivers went to check it out. And uh, KG's like, nah, bro, I'm a dragon. I get ball. And uh, Austin Rivers has been out running the court the entire day. Yeah. And KG took the ball from him, and he went and scored. And then Austin Rivers came right back and dunked on him. And that's when KG was like, Oh, okay. And he like went down and tied his shoes. And like Paul Pierce and all these guys are standing like, okay, yeah, tie them shoes. Tie them shoes. You done? You done? Uh, and, uh, and KG's like, and that's when the dragon came out. He's like, that's when the dragon came out. He didn't score another point. Uh, and I kept saying that, just kept saying that's when the dragon came out. Mm. Uh, but then he, he like is super serious. And then he comes back. He's like, I could tell he was cold though. He's like, he, I knew he'd be in the league. I knew he'd be in our league in two years. It was just, it was so funny the way he was, uh, he told this story. Yeah. Cause it's just he, the way he talks is like, there's only KG can talk that way. <laughs> I'm sure he tapped into whatever, you know, mindset he tapped into while he was actually playing. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. was like able to channel the inner dragon. Yeah. Uh, 
because apparently it's in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dragon. All he's got to do is tie his shoes, and the dragon comes out. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's, that's a Kevin Garnett story. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know how we got on that. Uh, which player are you excited to see in the summer league? Um, as far as Cyclone players? Yeah. Um, I would say, honestly, I'm kind of excited to see Shayok, I think. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's either between him or THT just because I think both of those guys. Well, have we'll the, see if, T, how much THT plays. Yeah, because he has that. Uh, Stress reaction. That's right. So we don't know if he'll play that much. But either of those two guys, I think they have the best <laughs> shot of actually playing in the NBA this year. So that's why I'm interested to see them, I would think. Yeah, I would probably say them too. Or I'd probably say Shayok. I'm excited to see Deontay. I always like watching Deontay. Oh yeah, though. he'll he'll be back in the summer league. That's right. Yeah. All right. We got anything else? Um, I don't think so. Uh, we can wrap it up. We've kind of gone what we scheduled to do today. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're only doing the one segment today, right? Yes. Okay. We're only doing one segment. Hopefully, you guys have a great Fourth of July. Uh, do you have any like hot knot or anything that you want to throw out there? Is there a hot? Uh. No, I, the, the only not would be again Blaze Gunnerson going to Nebraska. We could briefly talk about, but no, I don't, I don't want to talk. We about don't want to rehash that. Damn bug eaters. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Remember, professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. If you're looking to get a new car this weekend, go to Carl Chevrolet. We will be back next week. Hopefully, you guys enjoy all the content right now on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network because we are gonna take the weekend off. Peace. <laughs>